Welcome to Choosing Leadership and this is another episode of the Investor's Lens series with your host Somit Gupta. This series will look at leadership from the point of view of an investor or a VC. In each episode of this series we will explore what traits, behaviors or red flags investors see in their founders that they work with and how founders evolve over time as they grow and become better leaders. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to create organizations where people get to do the work of their lives. Together, let us do our bit to create a world where all of us can show up as leaders. With that, let us get started. Anil Joshi is the managing partner at Unicorn India Ventures and previously he was heading operations at Mumbai Angels and Bangalore Angels, leading angel investment forums in India as president. He is also a mentor with various incubation centers and a speaker on startups and early-stage investment. In the interview, we talked about organizational structure, learning from our mistakes, and why emotional intelligence plays an integral role for any leader. Anil shares many stories from his long and distinguished career, which I am sure you will find quite insightful. Hi, Anil, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hey, Sumit. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. And to begin with, can you start by sharing who you are and what do you do? So, I'm Anil Joshi, based out of India, Mumbai. I co-founded fund called Unicorn India Ventures. It's an early stage tech-focused fund. We are headquartered in Bombay and invest across India. This fund invests in a pre-series A type of startups, mainly Companies focusing on AI, ML, SaaS, tech, fintech, insure tech, or robotic, more on deep tech. And as first check, we do anywhere around half a mil to two mil, and then we do call on rounds. As on day, in two funds, uh, we manage a portfolio from 35 companies, and both the funds are one of the best performing in their vintage. And mm-hmm. now we are in process of launching our third fund. So that's a big background about us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And before we get into that, can you share a bit of, of your backstory, how you got to where you're today? Also very interesting. Though, you know, I'm in this space for last two decades. Uh, of course, there's a bit of overlap between my professional career and what currently I'm doing in. Uh, so prior to starting ventures with my partner, uh, Pastor Majumdar in 2020, in 2015, it was part of India's one of the largest angel network, Mumbai Angels. Uh, but before that, I'll just share a bit about my journey from my first professional outing till Mumbai Angels and then I got into Unicorn India Ventures. I'm an engineer and a management graduate. I have, in fact, I had an opportunity to work possibly all particles in the organization, be it manufacturing or sales. Oh, I was also briefly consultant and then got into chairman's office where I started picking up on business. So immediately after my engineering, I joined India's leading textile company and was groomed to take up sales role after my management. And I was at that position for three years, picked up the roles on B2B sales, had a good stint, and then 
post three years moved back Mumbai, joined a Scandinavian consultancy. The focus of the firm was mainly to assist companies from Finland, Denmark, Sweden, Norway to do business in and around India. This particular role gave me opportunity to interact with some of the thought leaders in different industries. And I learned a lot while I also helped those businesses establish in India, but also gave me good learning opportunity. After serving this organization for two years, business exceeded. I moved back to corporate world and joined Transasia Biomedical. And I was part of chairman's office, assisting chairman on domestic and international sales. But by virtue of my role, it also gave me opportunity to coordinate with several other verticals in business, be it R&D, finance, HR, export, import, quality control, or even R&D. And here I was also exposed to business side and how to build on vision for an organization. And serving two years, I got opportunity to join Altheon Ventures, which is a diversified business house, interest in telecom, IT, energy. And I had a distinct role here, again in chairman's office. One was to uh, work on new initiatives for group and within the group, any new initiative, be it Greenfield project or opening up of sales office or adding new products, whatever, mainly from concept to execution. And then I'll move out more of those projects. And another distinct role I had there was to look for strategic investment, mainly in the field of telecom, IT and energy. And since I'm talking about the 2000, where we were investing anything around half a mil to two mil. I think we made something around eight investments, different sectors, RFID, web solution, mobile gaming, when the only feature mobile had was SMS, so playing game of chess through SMS or solar, or we also landed up setting up on a battery manufacturing venture within a joint venture from a U.S. partner funded by a Swiss fund. And uh, here I got actually exposed to startup world where there was nothing called startup in India. In fact, if you look at the Indian startup story, it all started picking up momentum from 2013, 14, when Prime Minister started talking about stand-up India, startup India. And I got exposed to this side early 2000. So a bit early when India was not known for startup. And fast forward to... 2006, I got introduced to Mumbai Angels, which is a leading angel group based out of Mumbai. And initially, I was playing the role of the investor member. And I think from 2006, 2010, 10, was very actively involved in helping closing deals at Mumbai Angels. And my increasing role landed up me taking a full-time role at Mumbai Angels. So I joined Mumbai Angels in 2010 as uh, the president with an objective to build group and uh, help on investment. So during my tenure of four years, deployed, you know, over $20 million in some 65 odd companies. And in 2014, I moved out to start by fund. So that's my journey. Okay. Graduation undergrad to how I started Unicorn India Ventures. Yes, thank you for sharing that. That's quite an interesting like story from the big corporates to the startup world. 
Now, yeah. like when it comes to leadership, I think leadership or the kind of leadership required is very different in a large group versus in a very small company. So can you share what, what have you seen are the key differences and then what leadership skills do you consider in the, for the founders or for the leaders of the companies that you invest in? So very interesting question. And in fact, I had opportunity to work in blue chip companies in India. My first job was with Century Textile, which is an listed entity. And if I'm not wrong, when I joined the workforce, including blue collar and white collar was around 10,000. Large organization, Pan India presence, and also we had exports. And if you work with a, this kind of organization where you have well-led processes and a defined organogram where you have a very defined reporting structure, right? becomes easier for anybody to get into ecosystem and what is your role and if you're stuck, you know, how you can look up to the leadership. And then it's a process driven, right? Like it's well laid, like there are no confusion, right? And then I also had opportunity to work in other two big organizations where again, I had similar experience of process driven organization, hierarchical organization structure. And I had opportunity to report to manager till chairman. So I have seen different kind of leadership, like even a manager plays a very important role in giving the leadership to his department or that particular section. And when I had opportunity to work with chairmen, then certainly it's totally different because then you are talking not at a level, but you are talking at an organization level, right? And these are all big organizations. So, so gave me totally different way of working and the things were very defined. Uh, but when you come to startup, right here, the organization is, is in a stage of formation, right? Mm -hmm. In most of the cases, I'm just coming from an event was a speaker at a woman entrepreneurial event. And one of the thing which was asked to be basic rule of founder when companies getting started and and I took liberty to define it P to P, right? When And what does that mean is basically you do everything from being a peon to or an office boy to a president, right? There are several roles you have to play when, you know, you are short of manpower. You don't have any organization structure. And as a founder, everybody who joins because of your leadership quality, right? Because they see vision, what you have and what you are able to make them see. So, so in case of startups, uh, what I've seen that there's a lot of multitasking, right? The structure gets built over a period of time when company is slightly bigger, funded or being managed through internal accrual, where, you know, you have a liberty of having a proper HR function head. And that's when startups start looking at building a organization structure, right? Till that time. The founder has to play a lot of role and of course like, they are the CEOs and CMOs, but sometimes they have to act like my child. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they also play a role of finance that may not be coming from proper finance background, right? So in case of startups, Sumit, it's an evolving process. It takes good amount of time or years for them to get into a proper organization structure where you can build leadership, where you can you know, build leadership for respective function. 
and then allow it to function like a proper organization. Whereas, whereas a full-fledged larger organization, which also, you know, get started as a small, but then in their maturity, they are more structured. They have an organization structure, which evolves as business grow. But in case of startup, one start with, with dependency on resources, right? Where founders have to play a lot of a role. They do a lot of multitasking. And as they grow, then they start building those leadership roles, right? So initially, the founders have to do multitasking and have to play a lot of role in different functions. But if I give you a clear differentiation in grown-up organization, you have clearly defined leadership role. Whereas in startup, it gets rewarded over a period of time as company grow. Yeah. That's my two bit on this. Uh, yes. And as an investor, especially with that experience and with that perspective, how do you support or how do you help these founders? Many times who can be very young people as well, develop and learn and grow in the process, right? Because successes and failure both can be challenges, right? Sometimes even success can trip you off. So how do you come in as a fund to support their leadership and their growth? I think it's a very appropriate question and very relevant. And I think most of the fund like us probably go through some kind of similar situation. And we have a very interesting mix of startup. We had a venture where founders started their venture straight out of college. Then we have a venture where a founder, is he started his business at the age of 60 plus, right? Almost in India, it's a retirement age. And at the same time, we have a mix of founders who worked, who have worked 10 years and then they started and there are few who were at a leadership position in their late 30s and early 40s and then they started. Mm -hmm. We have a very, very interesting mix of founders and every founder brings certain qualities on table, right? The people who have worked initially and are experienced one definitely have gone through their learnings on leadership, but the younger brat who starts straight out of college or with a minimal experience of two, three years, they certainly look up to some guidance, some handholding. We sometimes land up being a sounding board for them because when you're in college, especially in India, you know, a lot of your needs are taken care of by your parents and you don't have to worry about your meals. You don't have to worry about your preferences. You know, a lot of good support system provided by your parents. But when you start and you don't have an experience, then, you know, you learn as you grow and you make mistakes because you haven't right? Like, your IQ may be very strong, but your EQ, which is a very integral part of any leadership, it actually evolves with, you know, as they grow. So we, we do recognize these kind of you know, situations and if we are able to identify them early on, we, we help guiding founders, even co-founders, because sometimes this lack of experience, I'll not say knowledge, lack of experience sometimes leads to ego journey. And that ego journey sometimes becomes very tough for businesses, right? So we need to play a very different role. Even we are learning, right? Like we also come from my founder, uh, co-founder. He's a two-time entrepreneur and he has gone through his journey and he has been successful two-time entrepreneur. One was a trade sale and second was the second company got listed in India. So after having this two successful stint, we have gone through our own journey and we have our own experience. Some 
cases are even are even unique. We are also learning, right? So we try to find out if there are any issues, and we need to bring in some expert because we cannot be the solution breaker for every problem. As the need arises, we need we also engage experts who can guide. But in most of the cases, we have found it like what we have found that the founders are very adaptable, relatively flexible. We could hear out. They are willing to work on their shortcomings. And as they grow, as you learn, you evolve as a better leader, right? So we have seen a different kind of challenges where you straight out of college, you had a 10 years of experience, but you are still away from CXO kind of position. We have CXOs who have come through a different structured organization and now they themselves are in a kind of messy situation because as I told you, founders have to do everything, right? P2P type. Yeah. And then you, we also have people are building something very interesting past 60 years of age, right? So we are also learning. Don't see ourselves the answer to every problem. But as we are moving, we are learning and we are sharing our learnings with our founders. And it's a continuous change is yes. only constant. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm delighted because I do work with a lot of founders or even their teams. And it's wonderful to hear like you telling or demonstrating to their to them that you are still learning or you are still evolving, because what when the learning becomes difficult when you close yourself to learning, right? And you mentioned about ego, and one of the ways ego shows up is that I know it all, or I've done this before, right? So I'm so glad to share that you lead by example, because then that gives them that humility uh, to say that right we are just beginners or we have still have a long way to go. Thank so, you for sharing that. So with, with the work that you're doing right now, can you share a bit about your vision and also what gives you joy, what gives you gratitude at the end of the day? So I'll, uh, I'll answer the easy part first. Yeah. The last question, right? So as you might have noticed that my journey to what I'm currently doing is an accidental. It was never planned because I'm a trained engineer and management graduate. And I've been doing fairly well in my corporate world and me getting involved with investment and then becoming part of Mumbai Angel and landing up taking this role, a full-time role. And I miss sharing that when I joined Mumbai Angel, Mumbai Angel was in a no-profit organization, right? So Mm. you coming from, you know, a a well-structured organization and joining a no-profit organization, which itself is its formative stage. The industry existence was not there. So nobody used to talk about startups those days. So my vision to this industry was an accidental. And I actually started enjoying this particular role of buying good ventures and then investing and then working with them. I started liking it. And as as experts say, your love and passion, it becomes your work. You have better excellence in, in doing the thing. So I'm an accidental person as far as current thing is concerned, but certainly I liked my exposure to startup world and I landed up building my career or my business uh, uh, around investing in startup. So that's what actually led me to move out of Mumbai Angels because the industry started showing some early traction in 2011-12 type. So I moved out of Mumbai Angels 2014 and then 15 I 
concepts like my fund partnered with Buster and then started our first fund in 2016. It's a tech-focused fund and I'm glad to share with you that our fund is one of the best performing fund. We have already returned 2.5 time returns to investors and we still hold no value worth 6x to be realized and if you look at the funds at per vintage it's probably performing lips and bond uh the average probably one of the best performing fund in its vintage even our second fund, which we started in 2020 got started just when world was getting into lockdown and here also you're happy sharing that our Fund is again one of the best performing vintage. So our first fund we have a 17 companies and fund two we have 20 companies. And as a fund, we always look for businesses which are unique and which are built on on strength of technology, right? Be it digitizing some space or being a solution provider. We are very in business which is into cybersecurity. And as you know that most of the businesses have now gone online post-pandemic, right? Because they realize the benefit and online piece of business is quite important. And we saw a different kind of growth in this company. So they have a very unique product which help in solving three problems on single platform. We try to look at businesses which are leveraging technology and solving real problems. And if you support them, then certainly you would like to get involved you know, relatively early in life of the business. We classify ourselves as the first institutional check. In most of the cases, we are the single check, but we do have partnered with you know, our peers in the industry. And the journey has been good. Our, our fund is quite unique, as I said, like our failure rate is under 20%. It is quite good if you look at the stage where we invest in, right? Most of the cases, the failure rate would range anywhere between 30 to 50%, or could be more in some cases. But having a failure rate under 20% and fund performing over 60% IRR speaks loud, right? So that's what it is, uh, Sumit. We are more a tech-focused fund. Uh, ours is the fund which has invested across length and breadth of the India. We have investment in deep in South, West, East, North. So fairly spread out. We continuously keep scouting for good opportunities to invest in. We continuously look for funders from different parts of the country who are doing unique rolling different interesting problems, right? So that's a bit on, on your question. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I love that right, there's a meaning associated with it. It's not just another business, another way to increase somebody's like ROI or stuff like that. And it shows in your voice. It shows in how you answer that question that you take personal pride and joy out of, out of the work. Thank you for doing that. And before, before we finish, is there anything you would like to add or if somebody is interested in reaching out, what is the best way for them to do so? Oh, perfect. I think you can always find me on LinkedIn. You can always you can also find details on our website, which is uniponivc.com. Uh, 
that's what yeah like easy we um, i think we also got connected on linkedin right like so yes. best way to reach out is linkedin of course emails and phone calls are always there but i think it plays very important role in connecting professionals right don't know if i answered your question partially but i remember like how people can reach out to me so did yes. i miss any anything on your question no i think you answered it well and i will make sure to add the linkedin and your website uh, okay. the show notes Sure. Uh, yeah. So once again, thank you for sharing everything that you shared, for being who you are, uh, for leading by example. And I want to wish you all the best for like, the current fund and also the upcoming fund that you mentioned. Thank you, Sumit. Pleasure talking to you. Same here. Thanks Same for having here. me. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. If you like the sound of it, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs ups, ratings and reviews mean a lot to me and my team. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit and until next time, keep choosing leadership.